Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America. On air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Welcome. Come on in. Hang out. Got another two hours of the show and a lot of stuff to get through. You know, there's been that no better example of us versus them than the last, I don't know, seven years or so in America. And we know who the them are. The them are the swamp. The, the them are the people who moved to Washington, D.C. and spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours. And then they get into uh, to, to, uh, office and, and they can convince, they can do all sorts of uh, malfeasance. Uh, James O'Keefe, I've got some audio from James O'Keefe. He's got a new video. It used to be with Project Veritas. And he spoke with a recruiter for BlackRock. And this guy uh, says that it is very easy to buy a senator. He says senators are cheap. He says senators cost $10,000. Now, it makes you kind of wonder, and I was thinking about this last night, I guess it would kind of make sense if senators were bought and paid for that Dianne Feinstein is still in Congress, in, in the Senate. Because I would assume that the people who are you know, uh, sending money to uh, political insiders, they expect that they will... Fulfilled the promises and the obligations that were uh, were promised for the money. So maybe that's why Dianne Feinstein's still being wheeled into to Congress. She's still being wheeled in to be a senator. She can't go to the bathroom by herself. But by God, she's still going to be a senator. <laughs> it is. It's it's kind of delicious when you think about it. It's really. It's just. It's so absurd that it's 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 almost laughable. It would be laughable if it weren't so serious. So I'm going to get to uh, that also. Also, oh, John Durham threw some shade on Adam Schiff in a very big way, in a very funny way. I don't think a lot of people are going to be talking about this, but I got a text from a listener before the show and said, did you hear what, what uh, Durham did to Schiff? And most people aren't going to catch it. And even I didn't until it was pointed out to me. So that's coming up. It's coming up. You have to admit that things are strange in America. There are people who are working two jobs. That one job used to, to work just fine. The fastest growing sector in retail right now is dollar stores because people are <laughs> buying their groceries at dollar stores. Then we had three major bank collapses. We hear that Sam, Sam Bankman freed. Uh, his, his charges have been lowered because Washington, D.C. is there to protect the people in power, the people with the money. The people in power get money from the people with the money and vice versa, and they get favors and all that. And where are you? You're stuck. Maybe it's time you invested in something that doesn't uh, have zero value. Maybe it's time that you start investing in precious metals. I mean, I've done a lot of things in the last two years that I would have never done before. i got a solar generator. I've got uh, uh, food stores and water stores, just in case. And now I'm moving one of our 401ks to Swiss America. It's the one that I got when I was working at the car dealership. It's not something I'm relying on to live on for the rest of my life, but it's enough that I could have some money in precious metals 
And I chose Swiss America because they have a A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They can educate you on protecting your assets. You can learn the truth. They have a shocking new report. I got it right here. Right here. It is called The Secret War on Cash. I was blown away when I saw it. I told my wife about it. My wife never listens to what I have to say, particularly about what I say on the radio. Doesn't even care. But she said, you know what? You're right. We need to look in getting gold and silver. And I was like, okay. And she did her research. She said, let's go. So what I need you to do, you owe it to yourself to write down this number. Grab a pen real quick, okay? 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. There is an all-out war on cash right now. Digital forms of currency, too. It's growing daily. And gold ain't digital. You can hold it in your hand. So get and read The Secret War on Cash. Free to my listeners. Just mention my name, Rob Carson. When you call or text, 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. Visit SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Message and data rates apply. But I'm telling you, I am as, as sure as the day is long. We are, and we've already gotten the ball rolling on converting that 401k to gold. Gold and silver. It just makes sense. Because things are nuts right now. Things are just nuts. Let's move on to the Durham uh, uh, testimony this morning. It's pretty interesting. Um, I'll go ahead and kick it off with, uh, with the introduction. Here is uh, John Durham with regard to the Durham investigation, which proved after years of uh, the Democrats saying that Donald Trump colluded with Russia to throw the 2016 election. We now know it was based on nothing. We now know that the people in power at the time literally covered up this information. People like Bill Barr, people like Adam Schiff, people like Barack Obama, people like Hillary Clinton, to the point that they even lied about it uh, in the 20, in the midterms. And it goes on and on. Nobody's apologized for it. And so uh, uh, Durham was brought in front of Congress today. Here's some of the things that he had to say. The problems identified in the report are not susceptible to overnight fixes. As we said in the report, they cannot be addressed solely by enhancing training or additional policy requirements. Rather, what is required is accountability. Okay, there you go. Now, this is the retribution that Donald Trump talks about. The FBI said, oh, yeah, we made reforms. Oh, we made reforms. Meanwhile, 37 counts against Donald Trump for the same thing that Joe Biden did with classified documents. So the justice system hasn't been fixed. They like to say they are. But what we are going to demand is accountability, and that means people get indicted, they get tried, and they go to jail. Second, the findings set forth in this report are serious and deserve attention from the American public and its representatives. Let me just briefly highlight a few of those. For one, we found troubling violations of law and policy in the conduct of highly consequential investigations directed at members of a presidential campaign huh. and ultimately a presidential administration. Yeah, targeting your uh, your opponents just like they do in places like North, well, not North Korea, but in uh, Cuba and Venezuela. To me, it matters not whether and Brazil. it was a Republican campaign or a Democratic campaign. It was a presidential campaign. Uh, that such a group of people made these findings, experienced FBI agents, experienced prosecutors, not people by and large from Washington, but from other parts of the country. The fact that these people made these findings, as reflected in the report, um, is of concern. Yeah, uh, of major concern. During our investigation, we charged a former FBI agent who pleaded guilty to the felony offense of altering and fabricating a portion of a document used to obtain a court order 
a FISA order of a surveillance of a United States citizen. Now, nobody's been punished for lying to a FISA court judge to get a warrant to surveil electronically and physically the uh, Republican presidential candidate in 2016, his transition team, and his presidency. And I'll venture to say that that surveillance may have resulted in the first uh, impeachment charge against Donald Trump, which was specious. It was an overheard conversation, and that's why it did a face plan. Which, in our view, is a significant problem. Several of the relevant FISA applications at issue um, in the Crossfire investigation omitted references to what was clearly relevant and highly exculpatory information that should have been disclosed to the FISA court. But they covered it up so they can continue with the witch hunt. Multiple FBI personnel who signed or assisted in preparing renewal applications for that same FISA warrant acknowledged that they did not believe that the target, Mr. Page, was a threat to national security, much less a knowing agent of a foreign power, which is what the law requires. It appears from our investigation that the FBI leadership dismissed those concerns. Yeah, dismissed the concerns, went ahead with the warrant, even though it was based on nothing. Because all they care about is taking down political enemies, even if it means tearing the law up, shredding it while you and I are held to a different standard. When the FBI learned that the primary source of information for the Steele dossier, which was basically the guts of the narrative about there being a well... Who, who provided that? Um, uh, ...coordinate conspiracy involving Trump and the Russians. When they learned that uh, Danchenko was the um, uh, primary subsource uh, for those reports, it was at the time when the FBI already knew that Danchenko himself had previously been the suspect of an FBI espionage investigation. He's suspected of being a Russian asset. Wow, so they, they literally hired someone who was suspicious suspicious of being an FBI spy. Um, that's Russia collusion, kids, and Donald Trump didn't do it. Um, and nonetheless, they signed him up as a paid informant without further investigation of that espionage concern to say nothing of resolving that espionage matter before using Denchenko and Denchenko's information. Yeah, because all they cared about was getting a narrative, and they could cover whatever lie that narrative provided. They were willing to go with it, even if it was a lie. This is uh, this is uh, Jim Jordan talking about the politicization of the uh, FBI in today's Durham hearings. Mr. Durham, I'm just finished with this. 60% of Americans now believe... There's a double standard at the Justice Department. You know why they believe that? Because there is. Oh, yeah. That has got to change. And I don't think more training, more rules is going to do it. I think we have to fundamentally change the FISA process, and we have to use the appropriations process to limit how American tax dollars are spent at the Department of Justice. Do you hear that, Republicans? Uh, We're demanding that you defund or at least uh, break up the FBI. You forget their new headquarters, and they be punished for what they did. And, and what did they do? Well, it's being exposed today. They lied about Russia collusion. That in itself should have tons of criminality associated with it. This is, um, oh yeah, a little bit more from, uh, from uh, Mr. Durham with regard to uh, Hillary Clinton. Another aspect of our findings concerned the FBI's failure to sufficiently scrutinize information it received 
or to apply the same standards to allegations it received about the Clinton and Trump campaigns. Because they wanted to cover for Hillary Clinton by saying that Donald Trump colluded with Russia, which was a lie, when in fact it was Hillary Clinton who did the colluding. As our report details, the FBI was uh, too willing to accept and use politically funded and uncorroborated uh, opposition research didn't matter didn't matter because they knew that the media would cover for it they could bring specious uh, e- evidence to anything as long as it's against Donald Trump they knew they had the backing of the mainstream media and the mainstream media is still backing them today Such as the Steele dossier the FBI relied on the dossier and FISA applications yeah knowing there was a likely um, material originating from a political campaign, wow. a political opponent. We're going to go with it. It did so. Which means that the agency involved in the investigation was and is political. So even after the president of the United States, the FBI and CIA directors and others received briefings about intelligence suggesting that there was a Clinton campaign plan underway to stir up a scandal tying Trump to Russia. Yeah, it was... A Clinton campaign. This, all of this, was the uh, bastard child of Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign. (laughs) And it's an ugly baby. I might as well just, I just, yeah, an ugly baby, an ugly baby. This is uh, Republican Russell Fry asking uh, Durham about the evidence. Was there any evidence? Uh, We've already known. There there was no evidence to uh, start Operation Crossfire Hurricane saying that Donald Trump colluded with Russia to throw the 2016 election. So then, was there adequate predication for the FBI to open Crossfire Hurricane as a full investigation? On July 31st, in my view, based on our investigation, there was not a legitimate basis to open as a full um, investigation. Uh Uh-oh. An assessment is something that had to be looked at gather information, such as interviewing the people who provided um, the uh, Papadopoulos information, checking their own databases, the databases of other intelligence agencies, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the standard kinds of things that you would do in an investigation like that. But that was all thrown away because all they wanted to do was get Trump. From the report, I gathered that key FBI leaders, all the way at the top, were predisposed to go after candidate Trump. Show me the man. I'll show you the crime. Joseph Stalin is looking up from hell and smiling. This bias likely affected the conduct of FBI personnel in this investigation. Is that true? There you go. All right. So coming up, I do have the funny audio from uh, John Durham uh, pranking uh, pencil neck Adam Shift. If you guys want to call 800-922-6680, let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's the Rob Carson Show. So uh, one person who should be embarrassed to show his face in public is Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff lied about Russia collusion. He said he had evidence. For three years, and he still hasn't apologized. He hasn't even mentioned it. Nobody's asking him. He lied. He lied for three years. I got evidence. We got plenty of evidence. There was never any. That's what the Durham report is about. It was the government weaponizing the FBI to go after Donald Trump. They're doing the same thing now. 
That's what uh, that's what this investigation into classified documents about. It's the same damn thing they did in 2016, except for a different uh, modus operandi, a different way of doing it. Even though <laughs> Joe Biden did the same thing, Mike Pence has done the same thing. It's nakedly obvious. Our FBI and DOJ is politically corrupt. They lean into the Democrat Party and the deep state. I thought it was funny today. My friend Chris Plant posted on Twitter, Adam Schiff, uh, talking to John Durham. And it was funny because he, uh, he was talking about how, I mean, the audacity of someone to pay for opposition research for another candidate. How odd that would be or how criminal it could be, particularly if that person was a foreigner. I don't know, like Hillary Clinton hiring Danchenko to uh, to do the dossier. That's what that was. It was using a foreign source, who, by the way, was suspected of being a Russian spy by the FBI and getting information from him to present to a FISA court. And, uh, and, and, and at one point, uh, one of uh, Trump's son, I believe it was Eric, got a call from someone who said they had some dirt on Joe Biden, Russia, and they met at Trump Tower and immediately, and I remember this, immediately they kicked the person out because they said, what you're saying is nonsense. We're not going to run with this. But Adam Schiff thinks that was a crime, even though he's completely ignored the uh, Hillary Clinton and his own uh, issues. And I'll explain that in a second. Here is Adam Schiff today. Was informed that a Russian official was offering the Trump campaign, quote, very high level and sensitive information, unquote, that would be incriminating of Hillary Clinton was part of, quote, Russia and its government support of Mr. Trump. You aware of that? Now, listen to uh, listen to Durham's response. And then I'll explain if you don't know what it's all about. Sure. People get phone calls all the time from uh, individuals who claim to have information like that. Really, the son of a presidential candidate gets calls all the time from a foreign government offering dirt on their important opponent? Is that what you're saying? I don't think this is unique in your experience. Whoa, now here is what we're talking about. Because Adam Schiff did the same damn thing. Adam Schiff, he uh, literally got a call, was pranked by two Russian pranksters. They make prank calls, calling high-ranking officials, representing themselves as uh, people, as representatives of the Russian government, and they told him they had dirt on Donald Trump in Moscow and nude pictures, and Adam Schiff was completely fine with that. Here's the audio as shared on Fox a while back. <laughs> These were two comics from Russia pranking him, but Mr. Schiff fell for it. Listen. She got uh, compromising materials on Trump after their uh, short relations. Okay. And, and what's the nature of the compromise? Well, there were pictures of naked Trump. Okay. Ooh, let her write that down. And so Putin was made aware uh, of the, the availability of the compromising material? Yes, of course. Sounds like he's kind of going to a foreign source to get some dirt on a political candidate, don't it? Okay. Well, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> we will be back in touch uh, with you through our staff uh, to make uh, arrangements uh, to obtain these materials for our committee and, and for the FBI. And, and I appreciate your reaching out to us.
A staffer followed up, I think, the next day and the next day after that to try to set up a time to get these pictures. Let me see. Russian operatives, uh, Ukrainian operatives claiming to have information on yeah. uh, a political opponent, and you're going to meet with them and you're going to talk with them to find out what they had? Yeah. You cannot tell me that Adam Schiff wasn't thinking he's got something very important right there. It's exactly the same thing that he brought up about Eric Trump and John Durham called him out on the testimony. That's funny. That is funny stuff. All right, coming up, James O'Keefe has got a new video. We're going to move on from this congressional testimony. And then also what's going on with that uh, submarine in the North Atlantic near the Titanic. We'll talk about that. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. It's a Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. I got a couple more uh, sound bites I want to use from the uh, Durham hearing. And I, you know, I know that you get lost on this stuff because I do. All right? I mean, there's a lot of stuff to digest. I, I've not seen this sort of malfeasance in my entire life, okay? I, I, I wrote for Rush Limbaugh starting in 1989 right out of college. I listened to Rush. I, I, uh, I paid attention to politics literally for the last 35 years of my life, most of my adult life. I've never seen anything like this. It's mind-bending, and unfortunately, the the attention span of the average American is so short, it gets lost in the shuffle. That's why they depend on you to forget stuff. They do. They they depend on you to forget stuff. So you just say, you know, there's nothing you can do about 2016. There's nothing you can do about 2020. There's nothing you can do about January the 6th. Just let it go in the past. And I'm like, no, 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 no. They expect you to forget stuff. I don't forget stuff like this. I don't forget it when, when the federal government is weaponized against the American people, and in particular a president, and the DOJ and the FBI, and, and the DHS is shutting down the ability to express yourself. I mean, I'm not going to let this fade in the past. I want people to be held accountable for this crap. I really, really do. I want people who put the January the 6th protesters in jail for 800-plus days without a trial I want the bastards who did that to be held accountable for it. It is unacceptable. Where's the left on this? Remember all the bat guano craziness around Abu Ghraib? We've got Abu Ghraib, and it's sitting in frickin' Washington, D.C. We have American citizens who are being denied counsel and clergy and clean water. I'm not going to forget this. People have to be held accountable of it. Someone will have to be in office in 2024 to cut the head off of this snake. That is the deep state. John Durham uh, is, of course, testifying before Congress. Representative Steve Cohen thought he had a gotcha moment this morning. Gotcha moment. And he wanted to make, he wanted to make Bill or, uh, uh, John Durham sound you know, like he was... Uh, a tool that he was, uh, you know, in in Donald Trump's back pocket and all of this stuff. And uh, and uh, uh, the uh, Durham said uh, he'd have none of it because uh, John Durham and I and I think Donald John Durham. What I see of John Durham, I, you know, I, he's a, a rather unremarkable human being. Uh, his headshot, he looks like the Shaggy DA. Um, but you know, I do believe he seems to be a principled individual. He has not said during these hearings that I'm a Trump fan. He's not wearing a MAGA hat. He just was given charge of an investigation to look at our Department of Justice to see if it had been weaponized against an individual, and it was. That said, here is Steve Cohen. Uh, he's using bumper sticker logic. This is what Democrats do. They they say. What they say, the, the, the depth of their argument can be spelled out in a bumper sticker. 
And then if you push back, they completely lose the argument. Here is the exchange. You had a good reputation. That's why the two Democrats supported you. But the longer you hold on to Mr. Barr and this report that Mr. Barr gave you as special counsel, your reputation will be damaged. As everybody's reputation who gets involved with Donald Trump is damaged, he's damaged goods. There's no good dealing with him because you will end up on the bottom of a pyre. There he is. There he is on the bottom of a pyre. You'll end up on the bottom of a pyre. So that means I guess he's going to be burned in a funeral pyre and his remains will be in the ashes. Is that what he's essentially saying there? Um, John Durham's like, uh, no, I was given the investigation. I investigated it. I didn't take sides, but I did see all of this. And I found out that all of the caterwauling by Democrats that Donald Trump was involved in throwing the 2016 election because he colluded with Russia was a lie. It was a lie created by Hillary Clinton and the DOJ. That's it. Here's John Durham's response. Yield back the balance of my time. Sure. My, we uh, presume the gentleman's undecided on, on how he feels about the pre- former president. Nice. Nice. Gentlemen, witness can respond. Yeah, my uh, concern about my reputation is with uh, the people who I respect and my family and my Lord. And I'm perfectly comfortable with my reputation with them, sir. Well said. God bless you. Um, the. Um, there you go, there you go. And, and one more, one more soundbite. This is John Durham talking about the experience that he's had and hearing from other FBI inv- agents involved in this witch hunt. As we said in the report, um, our findings were sobering. I can tell you, having spent 40 years plus as a federal prosecutor, they were particularly sobering to me. A number of my colleagues who uh, spent decades in the FBI themselves, they were sobering. While I'm encouraged by some of the reforms that have been implemented by the FBI, the problem- that's not good enough. People need to go to jail. Problems identified in this report. Anybody who actually reads the report and the details of the report, the documented portions of the report, I think would uh, find that um, the problems identified in the report are not susceptible to overnight fixes. As we said in the report. They cannot be addressed solely by enhancing training or additional policy requirements. Rather, what is required is accountability, both in terms of the standards to which our law enforcement personnel uh, hold themselves and in the consequences they face for violation of laws and policies of relevance. Okay, so what he's basically saying is that uh, we cannot allow the FBI to commit these acts of malfeasance, which they have, and it doesn't end at Crossfire Hurricane. There are other instances we see it. The FBI, the DOJ, has been weaponized against people who are pro-life. They've been weaponized against parents who speak out at school board meetings, etc., etc., etc. You've got a summer of 2020 where thousands of acts of violence and terrorism were committed by BLM and Antifa protesters, $2 billion worth of damage, 30 people murdered, businesses driven out of business, terrified, etc. And yet, the FBI has done nothing. The FBI hasn't gone after the people who tried to burn down St. John's Church and literally caused Donald Trump and his family to go into the nuclear bunker the first time in presidential history. Why don't we know their names? Why don't we know? Why didn't the FBI use the same phone tracking data that they used on all the people who were at the January the 6th rally. The FBI literally went after phone records of people who drove from Boston in a bus, two buses, 
to Washington, D.C. The field office in Boston said, screw you, we're not giving you the information. They asked Bank America, send us your bank records. We want to see if they purchased anything that while they're in D.C. And Bank America went along with it. And yet nobody's been charged in the summer of 2020. None of the protesters who tried to burn down the, the federal courthouse in Portland, Oregon, the summer of 2020, none of them have been held to account on that. Not one little bit. We have a two-tiered justice system. It should be very obvious to you at this point. It should be very obvious. And you cannot leave it up to the FBI to fix itself. That's like a murderer sitting there before a judge and saying, hey, man, let's forget about the murder. I'm going to really make some changes in my life. And the judge goes, okay, you're cool. See ya. You cannot allow an organization that is as corrupt as our Department of Justice under the direction of Merrick Garland and the FBI under Chris Ray and uh, Jim Comey to fix itself because they won't fix themselves. What they need is a wholesale colonoscopy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, a colonoscopy may be a little side of defunding, I think. And the only thing that's going to really do that is to get somebody in the White House who is committed to it. And right now, the only person I can think of is Donald Trump. The other person that seems to be is Ron DeSantis. As far as the rest of the pack, I haven't heard much about it, except for Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek Ramaswamy is a defender of truth. Vivek Ramaswamy doesn't have a chance of being the president right now, but at least he's a, he's a truth teller. Chris Christie, not so much. Not so much. Nikki Haley, eh, not so much. She wants Donald Trump to jump, jump out of the race. Get out of the race. Right now, we literally have a weaponized DOJ. We know that it's been going after Donald Trump for seven years. The latest iteration of that is the is the dual justice system with regard to uh, classified documents possessed by Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, Joe Biden, Mike Pence, Hillary Clinton. Two of those people should not have even had access to them. Mike Pence, Hillary Clinton. Yet they did. Hillary Clinton destroyed them wholesale, even when she was subpoenaed. And yet Donald Trump, they make up a bunch of charges. They get a specious warrant. I'm using the word specious a lot. There's a lot of speciousness. To do a wholesale raid of Mar-a-Lago. Show me the man, I'll show you the crime. And they found some classified documents that had already been declassified. He had the right to do that. It was combined with all of his belongings. Everything that the Trump family had in the White House was packed in boxes, put in a bus, sent to Mar-a-Lago, unloaded. Some of that had uh, some classified documents. But again, he had the right to say, these aren't classified. Bill Clinton got away with it. Barack Obama got away with it. Joe Biden should not be able to get away with it, but he is. And the other day, last week, before uh, announcing his candidacy for president, the charges against Mike Pence were dropped. The investigation dropped. So this is why I'm not letting it go. I thought you should know that. This is why I'm not letting it go. I hope I hope that I've been able to um, to distill uh, what exactly is going on uh, in Washington D.C. because it can be it can be a little bit uh, a little bit uh, you know confusing. I do want to mention this, uh, and I mentioned yesterday we're talking about this um, this small uh, sub that is uh, currently uh, about twelve thousand five hundred feet below the sea in the North Atlantic, a twenty-two foot long metal cylinder, room for four people, and a pilot. Anybody who has seen this organization doing this 
this uh, group of people who are sending people down for $250,000 to go see the Titanic looks at this organization and goes, really? They were using a, uh, a modified uh, PlayStation game troller to control the submarine. I-, I wish I were kidding. It was exposed on 60 Minutes. It was. The only way to communicate with the submarine, the Titan, are you ready? Sit down for this. Because you ever watch, you ever watch the, the Explore the Titanic video? Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the actor who, who, uh, who, da- who died. Um, I always forget his name. Um, Bill. Uh, anyway, it, it was a fascinating, um, it was a fascinating uh, uh, visit to the wreck. But you got to see all of the equipment, all of the scientists necessary to make something like this, to pull something. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton was in it. And Bill Paxton went down. He was in, uh, uh, he was in the Titanic movie. And he went down. And I remember watching this and watching the fear in his eyes as he was going down 12,500 feet, 2,000, uh, uh, two miles below the sea. And this is, this is like... Uh, Rescuing the people on this sub is like rescuing people from the moon. I am not kidding. What they are attempting to do, and I'm, and I'm hopeful, and I know we're used to, you know, these rescues, you know, maybe baby Jessica, you know, the, the, uh, the miners in Columbia, they made a movie out or whatever. And now we've got uh, five people in a, in a submersible 12,500 feet at the bottom of the ocean, this is the most difficult human rescue in world history because they've never done anything like it. I mentioned yesterday, you know, if you've got a power washer, and I've got a power washer, and it says 2,500 PSI, and that's a powerful power washer. And if you crank that nozzle so it's a tight spray... You can cut your toe off with it. I, I'm not. You can literally. You can cut your toe off with it. That's how powerful the water is. That is a fraction of what would happen if there were a pinhole in this submersible. The water would rush in so quickly, it would cut whoever is. It would blow through the person in front of it, and then the submersible would completely collapse. That's just what would happen. There's so much, you can't even fathom the amount of pressure. Inside that submersible is the uh, pressurization you experience 12,500 feet up. And the pressure being exerted is two and a half miles of water weight on it. Now, I'm going to share a little bit more on this coming up. They have detected some sounds of life. And now begins this uh, this race against time as they run out of oxygen. So I'm going to take a break. Come back with that. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's The Rob Carson Show. So, you know, the... Uh, scenario like in Jurassic Park, you know, that people are messing with nature, they're unprepared for it, and look what happens. It's kind of what's happened, I guess, with uh, with this Titan, this uh, this vessel. Uh, they've decided to make uh, the Titanic wreck a tourism destination, even though it's, you might as well be on the moon. The vessel's controlled by a reinforced PlayStation controller, though it doesn't have a GPS system, and is guided by text messages from a team above the water. And a couple years ago, 
they got lost. Titan sitting at 37.42 meters, reports on bottom. But that was the last of the good news. And I said, do you know where we are? 100 meters to the bow, then 470 to the bow. If you are lost, so are we. There's no GPS underwater. So the surface ship is supposed to guide the sub to the shipwreck by sending text messages. Turn 30 degrees text right? Text messages. Probably, yeah. But on this dive, communications somehow broke down. You know what? You'll be perfectly fine as you go down to the hull of the Titanic. I'm using the same technology that I do to track my daughter when she's on a date. Good luck with that. Let's write the check for $250,000 to me. Let's go to Steve in Reisterstown, Maryland. He's a plumber. He knows a few things about uh, water pressure. How you doing there, Steve? Good. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, for every foot of water at the base of a foot of water is 0.433 pounds. So yeah. you're talking about roughly at 4,000 feet, about 1,850 PSI that's generated against the hull. And if they had any kind of breach in the in the hull, it would fold up like a can crusher. Exactly. Now, you had mentioned um, this is at 12,500 feet. This is two and a half miles down, so the pressure is even oh, greater. You're right. 4,000. Oh, no, 4, dude. 000. Oh, no, no. It's tw it's two and a half miles down. Can you refigure there? That's uh, 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 12,500. Multiply that by 12,000. So yeah, 12, yeah, you're talking about 5,800, roughly, 5,800 yeah. pounds of pressure. Yeah. I I in other words, if there were a pinhole... It would be like what happens on the International Space Station, Steve. If the, the opposite of the pressure is happening there. There's zero pressure in the vacuum of space, so the interior of the craft is pressurized to that of the surface of the Earth, and consequently, if a pinhole is created in the hull of a, of a, uh, of a space station, it will literally blow you through the pinhole with pressure. Correct. Correct. It'll blow your body through a pinhole. This is an implosion sort of like putting a tin can in a can crusher. Yes, exactly. You're exactly right. And, and so, um, you do the same thing if you take the air out of a plastic bottle. If you suck the air out of a plastic bottle, it'll crush. What's doing that? It's not the suction of your, of your head. It is the air pressure around the bottle that crushes it. And it's sad because, mm. you know, having common sense, I would never... You know, people don't even travel the Beltway without GPS. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding <laughs> well, me? Thank you. Apparently, apparently, there's no way to get GPS there, but you would assume that there might be sonar. You might, if you can track a nuclear submarine, that maybe if you're going to do expeditions to the to the uh, Titanic wreck. I got to tell you, this was not ready for prime time. And I and I this is heartbreaking to me because we've all thought of this scenario. We've all thought about the scenario of, of being in a situation, an untenable situation, the possibility of death. We've seen it with there's a movie called Das Boot. That was a masterful uh, piece about a German U-boat underwater and the possibility of it collapsing and crushing. We've seen this time and time again. But this time it's real and this time one of the ki one of the people on there is a 19-year-old kid. And it's just, it's just horrific. Right now, they are hearing pinging. They heard banging at 30-minute intervals. They have sent a special submarine there. But this is fully 10,000 feet deeper than any rescue they've ever attempted. So I, I'm not, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe miracles could happen. I, I would suggest we pray for one. There's nothing wrong with that. I know, I know a lot of Democrats think that the thoughts and prayers are worthless, but I think they're actually quite powerful. All right, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Back in a couple. News breaks every minute, every day. 
You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show. Welcome to Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my goodness. What a day we have uh, planned for you. Uh, A lot of amazing things happened yesterday on Capitol Hill, of course, culminating in the censure of Adam Schiff for attempting to uh, uh, have a coup over the uh, President of the United States. Uh, It's that serious. That's that serious. Uh, What we've experienced the last couple of years, including uh, 2016, is an attempted coup, and in in some cases, uh, some would even venture to say a successful one. Uh, And we're going to get to all of the audio on that and uh, what uh, lies ahead for uh, Adam Schiff and others and uh, why the uh, the tepid response to the possibility of an impeachment of Joe Biden when there were no such uh, there was no such concern when Donald Trump was impeached uh, within a month of him taking office for nothing. Uh, It is time for the Republican Party to stop being tepid and impeach the bastards. There you go. That was just the way I put it. I, I kind of be careful about the language but honestly i'm at that point enough with the tepid bs enough with the kid gloves enough with that well they got us last time we're gonna we are in a war we're in a battle right now for the future of the country for the future meaning the country's existence i hate using no existential threat everybody uses that but we are We have a group of people who hate the country as founded, and now they have the instrumentation and the individuals in place to destroy this country as founded. This was all started when Barack Obama became the president of the United States, when he said he wanted to fundamentally change the United States. And I remember when he said it, I said, okay, well, this means he wants to uh, he wants to take down the country as founded and replace it. Duh, should have been obvious. His, his uh, career as a politician started off in the foyer of Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn. He is the progeny of the class of 1968. He had a mousy tongue uh, ornament on the Christmas tree in the White House. We all went, huh? And then we realized that was an act of hubris. That was an act of hubris by a man who had been groomed by leftists to be the one. If you want to call it a Manchurian candidate, you can call him that, but that's the way it is. And he also ushered in a new era in presidential politics. Actually, I I shouldn't say that. He was second. Bill Clinton was first. A new era in American politics where people go to Washington, D.C., and they leave office worth a million or two million, and their value increases to the hundreds of millions of dollars. Not because they produce a product, not because they bring something to market, because they have their strings on the instruments of power. And when that happens, you're worth a lot of money. Hillary Clinton, Secretary of State. Signing off on the Uranium One deal, selling 25% of our uranium reserves to Russia. She got hundreds of millions of dollars into her global foundation that did nothing. And then when she lost the election in 2016, the money stopped rolling in and the foundation collapsed. Do you know why? There was no more influence to sell. Duh. 
I said a few years ago, Hillary Clinton loves the idea and the concept of an oligarchy. And I was spot on that. There are people in Washington, D.C. who are oligarchs. They have a connection to private industry. Private industry has a connection to government. They fuel one another. They enrich one another. And ultimately, the people of our country, we are fed the crumbs. Hillary Clinton is an oligarch. Barack Obama is an oligarch. There's no doubt about it. They're worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and the only reason is their connection between uh, very large industries and the government and the strings on the purses in power. And I got to tell you, <laughs> this will call for a new American revolution. Not a violent revolution, but a revolution nonetheless. And we're starting to see this bubbling up on both sides of the political equation. Yesterday I saw some video of Robert Kennedy Jr. He was doing a, uh, a campaign appearance. There were people around the block waiting to get in. Not uh, close at all to what Donald Trump uh, does when he does appearances where he gets twenty-five to 50,000 people to show up. But certainly more than the, the uh, 10 people who would show up for Biden rallies. And nobody's going to show up to Biden rallies this time either. The only people who will be allowed, there will be union gatherings like they were over the weekend. They'll bring in a crowd of fluffers uh, just like they did with Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton couldn't fill an arena when she was running. Trump could. And they're going to do their level best to shut out Robert Kennedy Jr. But the American people aren't going to go there. And Robert Kennedy is growing. He's got 20% of the Democrat vote right now, and that's going to go through the ceiling. That's why I'm thinking, you know, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of kind of ruminating what would be the, the perfect ticket for Republicans in, uh, in 2024. And, and uh, number one, obviously, would be uh, Trump DeSantis. Uh, DeSantis could be his student as vice president for four years, take over, carrying on some of the same uh, policies, which, by the way, he's echoing now as the governor of Florida. Uh, they are not necessarily entirely organic. They are because of Donald Trump. I'm not saying that he's not a good guy. I'm not saying I don't like Ron DeSantis. It's just not his time. There's a new poll out from, uh, let's see, Emerson, Emerson, Emerson. 2024 National Republican Primary Poll. Here it is. And this is after all of the indictments, all of the nonsense, all of the AGs, the latest charges, the classified documents. They've done everything they can to take Donald Trump down. They haven't been able to succeed. Why? Because of the will of the American people. And I might also add, because Donald Trump has the money to fight this. Nobody else would. Uh, any other Republican candidate would have, would, have, would have given up a long time ago. But Donald Trump is, has spent tens of millions of dollars defending himself and his family. He's the only person with the will and the finances to be able to take on the swamp, and then we can take it from there. National Republican primary. Trump's 59%. DeSantis, 21, up by 38. Pence at six, he'll never be the president. Haley at four, he'll never she'll never be the president. Christie at two. He will never be the president. One, ran, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, 2%. Yeah, sure. Scott, 2%. Yeah, sure. Uh, maybe Ramaswamy, Scott, 2028. It would rock or vice versa. So when you're thinking about Donald Trump, who should Donald Trump have on the ticket? Uh, one that has been bandied about because she's making a lot of appearances at Mar-a-Lago is Carrie Lake. 
Carrie Lake is a brilliant speaker. She is a no-nonsense candidate. She is not afraid of the press. She is uh, following the template of Donald Trump with regard to giving the media what fur. Oh, and she also had an election stolen from her. Uh, there's the possibility of uh, maybe a Christy Nome, South Dakota. She's running commercials right now all over the country for businesses to move to South Dakota, by the way. She's doing a great job up there. But uh, Trump DeSantis would be number one. Uh, maybe Trump Lake. Um, and then if the Republican Party and the Democrat Party decide to put the elbow on the scale toward the candidate of their choice, for instance, Democrats pushing Kennedy out, uh, Republicans pushing Trump out, Trump Kennedy as a third party would beat the snot out of both parties and really create a massive crack in the two-party system in the United States. I don't know. Thinking out loud. But uh, I'm seeing some of the same populist support of RFK that I did for Trump. And the one difference about RFK, and I can say for at least... At least 20 years, maybe more, I have not heard a Democrat candidate who appears to love the country as much as I do. RFK Jr. is a patriot. RAF, RFK Jr. realizes the big pharma industrial complex, the military industrial complex. He's committed to taking them down. He has uh, intense and deep knowledge on subjects like this he understands china he understands what china is doing this isn't an endorsement of rfk i'm just saying why he's the best democrat i've heard of running for president for as long as i've been voting and i think that this is only going to get bigger i have said that i don't believe joe biden will be the candidate because he's not going to be the candidate He's not going to be able to be the candidate. Did you notice the dear leader? Did you notice this week they replaced the tall stairs on Air Force One and we're supposed to just make that go away? We're supposed to just say, oh, oh, look, they just um, replaced the stairs on Air Force One to 12 stairs versus the tall stairs that he's tripped up and nearly fallen down. And we're supposed to think no big deal. He's not going to make it. Physically, mentally, and hopefully legally because of impeachment. And they are talking impeachment. We've got Lauren Boebert. We have got uh, MTG. Both of them are filing articles of impeachment against Joe Biden under a privileged resolution. So we get Republicans on this, get their votes on the record. And I will also mention in my lifetime, even more so than Bill Clinton, in my lifetime, no one has deserved impeachment and removal from office like Joe Biden for his financial dealings, for his bribery, and for the open southern border, which is a breach of our national security. And it is also a breach of the vows that he made to the American people in the Constitution of the United States. So as far as Republicans saying, oh, I don't know, we got to be tepid about this. I mean, I know we got Adam Schiff and we censured Adam Schiff. And that almost sounded like the Republicans kind of had balls. 
But the Republicans at this point have to realize that the American people, who are tired of the abuses and usurpations of the federal government, don't give a rat's behind about any sort of political repercussions with regard to the impeachment and removal of Joe Biden or the attempt to do so. They're like, to hell with it. We don't care. Do it. They said the same thing about the lousy budget that Kevin McCarthy signed off on. Everybody was saying the government would default. The world would come to an end. Most Americans were like, well, let it burn then. Because we've already been there. We've already had our businesses shut down. We already have inflation. And, and let's face it, grocery store inflation, uh, 70 to 100% on most of the stuff you buy. I know this. I do all the shopping. Car prices, gas prices, having to shop at dollar store to buy your groceries. We're done. We don't care. We've seen the end. And now we're ready to fight. So... On the way, I've got some glorious audio from the uh, censorship of Adam Schiff yesterday. Uh, I've also got uh, some uh, some great news uh, with regard to the possibility of impeachment. Um, and, and this is, by the way, literally for six years, we have seen a, a, an attempted and then successful coup of the United States of America by one party and like-minded Republicans. So here's the number, guys. It's 800-922-6680. This is a Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show. The D.C. swamp has divided us. It's time to come together to fight for America as founded. It's The Rob Carson Show. I have a glorious uh, uh, timeline of Adam uh, Schiff's uh, censure, censure, not censure. That's what the government's done to us the last five years. Yeah, any conservative thought. They've censured us. Uh, This is the censureship of Adam Schiff. House Resolution 521, censoring Adam Schiff, representative of the 30th Congressional District of California. Question is on adoption of the resolution. Members will record their votes by electronic device. On this vote, the A's are 213 and the nays are 209. With six answering present, the resolution adopted. Without objection, the motion to consider is laid on the table. Listen to the Democrats. House will be in order. Will Representative Schiff present himself in the well? By the adoption of House Resolution 521, the House is resolved that the House of Representatives censures Adam Schiff, representative of the 30th Congressional District of California, for misleading the American public and for conduct unbecoming of an elected member of the House of Representatives. That Representative Adam Schiff will be forthwith present himself in the well of the House of Representatives for the pronouncement of censure. That Representative Adam Schiff will be censured with the public reading of this resolution by the Speaker. That the Committee on Ethics shall conduct an investigation into Representative Adam Schiff's falsehoods, misrepresentations, and abuse of sensitive information. Yeah, there you go. And the Democrats all uh, shouted, shame, shame, shame. Uh, Apparently they watch a little bit too much uh, Game of Thrones. Shame. 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 That is fantastic. You know, honestly, um, shame would mean something if you had a sense of it, but uh, he doesn't. 
He doesn't. He uh, he uh, uh, parroted this Russia collusion hoax during the campaign. He tried to take down the president of the United States, a duly represented and duly elected president of the United States for years. He he tried to take him down with lies and deception. He he committed an act of treason. He tried to overthrow a president, okay? This isn't just a slap on the wrist here. He needs more than that. He needs to be investigated criminally. The Democrat Party needs to be investigated criminally for attempting to overthrow the government. That is what this is all about. And we had agencies who covered up lies to forward that, uh, that uh, attempted coup of a president, we did. This is very serious. All of this, these impeachments, they were attempts to remove Donald Trump from office, at least the first one, and they were based on nothing. And they were prepared to lie to the ends of the earth to overturn an election and remove a president for nothing. This is devastatingly serious for the country, guys. This is uh, Anna Paulina Luna, who's a freshman congressman, and she's outstanding. She delivered a speech yesterday on Capitol Hill in the well of the uh, House with regard to Adam Schiff's censorship. Occupied a position of the highest trust and authority. As chair of the House Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff launched an all-out political campaign built on baseless distortions against a sitting U.S. president at the expense of every single citizen in this country and the honor of the House of Representatives. With access to sensitive information unavailable to most members of Congress and certainly not accessible to the American people, Schiff abused his privileges claiming to know the truth while leaving American, Americans in the dark about, his web of li- or about this web of lies. Lies so severe that they altered the course of the country forever. Yes. The lie that President... will suspend. The House is not in order. Members, please take your conversations off the floor. Democrats were uh, kind of thinking about doing that uh, thing they did in the uh, House in Oklahoma. Try that nationally, please. The lie that President Donald Trump colluded with Russia to steal the 2016 presidential election revealed to be completely false by numerous investigations, including the Durham report. The lie that the Steele dossier, a folder of falsified and since completely debunked collusions, accusations funded by the Democrat Party, had any shred of credibility. Yet Schiff read it into congressional record as fact. Lies concocted and compiled in a false memo that was used to lie to the FISA court to precipitate domestic spying on U.S. citizen Carter Page violating American civil liberties. Not only was this egregious abuse of Schiff's privilege access to classified information, yes. but this memo was littered with 17 major mistakes and omissions. Yeah, this, is, uh, this was an attempted coup, and it looks like they succeeded in 2020. It is, uh, it is remarkable. These are remarkable times that we, uh, that we live in. And this is as serious as it gets. I mean, we endured this as well. Donald Trump endured this. But they did their level best when they lost the 2016 election to overthrow the president based on nothing. The FBI was involved. The DOJ was involved. The deep state, many departments were involved in all of this. And the worst thing, the mainstream media was involved in it as well. They knew about it. They played along. Big tech also knew about it, played along because the government was embedded in those in those entities, in Facebook, in YouTube, in Twitter, all of it. 
This was an attempted coup, and it sounds like they were successful in 2020, and people need to pay. Coming up, Representative Jeff Bandrew, New Jersey House. Talk about this. Are you at war with your skin? Occasionally I am. Agonizing, unbearable itch, uncontrollable scratching, affecting all aspects of your life. Even worse if it's your baby. There's no peace or sleep for anybody in the family. Take control with 100% drug-free, doctor-developed, topical Exabate. It's more than it's free skin. It's your life. Enjoy outdoor family activities or simply a shower without the sting of 1,000 needles. Become comfortable with intimacy again. No matter where the itch or why, with Exabate, it's simple. No itch, no scratch, or your money back. Go to StopItchNow.com. That's StopItchNow.com. Or call 800-854-1262. That's 800-854-1262. Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. Resolution adopted. Without objection, the motion to consider is laid on the table. House will be in order. Shame. 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 Yeah, apparently the Democrats watch Game of Thrones. Shame. Shame. (laughs) Yesterday after Adam Schiff was censured, they shouted shame, 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 which uh, normally would not be a badge of honor for people. But when it comes to Adam Adam Schiff, he has no sense of shame. So when you hang uh, the the, uh, badge of shame on him, it's kind of like giving the uh, Tin Man that clock instead of a heart. It's it's not really a heart, you know, but he's where it's kind of like that. It's kind of like, they have no shame. He has no shame. He should be ashamed. Remember Harry Reid? He should have been ashamed of saying that uh, Mitt Romney didn't pay his taxes. But of course he didn't have any shame. You see what I mean? There's no shame. This is one of the, the bad things about shame because the guilty don't realize or don't care if they're guilty. And they, uh, they don't feel shamed about it because they achieved what they wanted to do politically. That's why there's no shame. There's no shame. (laughs) The the shame is what he did the last seven years. That's the shame of Adam Schiff. But he'll never recognize it because he has none. Uh, We have a special guest on the Newsmax hotline, and I know that everybody on Capitol Hill is very busy. Uh, Representative Jeff Van Drew from from, uh, New Jersey joins us. He is a member of the House Judiciary, and he's on the Newsmax hotline. Hello, my friend. How are you today? I am good. It's great to be with you. How are you? Buddy, I'm I'm great. Uh, You know, the American people are uh, angry and upset. They saw the Durham report. It wasn't a surprise to us that uh, so much of the federal government and uh, and, uh, Hillary Clinton were invested in not only ending the campaign of Donald Trump, but destroying his presidency altogether. Uh, yesterday, this culminated in the censorship of Adam Schiff, which is fairly historical. But what happens next? Oh, what happens next is we've got to keep pushing to go forward and dig further into these activities with uh, President Biden, his son, uh, money transfers, false corporations. Um, there's a lot to look at here. I mean, you know, you hear oversight and judiciary, too. It's it's funny how we break things down, by the way, in the in the House of Representatives, you know, which which particular committee gets which particular activity in action. But nevertheless, there's a great deal to be done because there's so much. I'll tell you what also happens next. We can't keep doing this. 
we can't have um, agencies that should be protecting our people, like the FBI, who are now weaponized, politicized, and corrupt at the top level. Now, I don't mean the agents and most of the people that work there. Most of the people that work there really are good people and always were. But we've got too much of an infrastructure of people there that are willing to do anything. They're political. They're Democrat. They want to destroy Republicans, destroy the Republican Party, particularly Donald Trump. I mean, I want people just just for a second to, to really understand the depth of this. So in the FBI, they actually had an informant, um, and I think that, uh, unfortunately, his name is becoming all too common, Igor Denchenko, um, and he pretended to have real evidence and proof of a, of a collusion. And he, you know, went to the FBI. Now, get this. A lot of people don't know this part. He was paid by the FBI. So your tax dollars, everybody's listening on your radio show right now, is busting their butt trying to make a living with the inflation we have and trying to take care of their families, et cetera. And what are we doing? There's millions of ways, quite frankly, that they waste money in Washington. But here's one, one more. In order to support their corruption, hundreds of thousands of dollars go to Dinchenko, so, you know, he can continue to provide completely, completely false information to the point that he had said that he had discussed this and met with individuals, um, and he didn't. And now here's the worst part. The FBI was all too happy to go along with that, all too happy to pay him, all too happy to take the information and, again, weaponize it and, again, you know, politicize it. And it wasn't even accurate. They were using a guy to base the Steele dossier upon who never actually had any of the information that he claimed. And they didn't check him out. It was easy enough to check him out. They didn't want to check him out. They didn't care because they just wanted to do this. And they based getting their Pfizer reports. Let me tell you something. For people, again, on the radio that doesn't know what a Pfizer report, you know, report is, it means that they get permission from the FISA court, this special court, to go in to your personal lives, into your banking, into your everything in your life. And, you know, they get that by saying that it, you're doing some, you know, activities with uh, people who are not, you know, they're not, legal, they're not doing legal activities and they're foreigners. So they get the right to do that. They misuse FISA. They based getting their FISA permits, being able to do this, they based that on completely false information from this guy, Denchenko, which they knew damn well wasn't telling the truth. That's so, how bad it all was. Well, yeah, they knew everything. They knew. Listen, everybody knew. Obama knew. Everybody. Mueller yep. knew. Oh, uh, yeah, Comey knew. Yeah. Every, everybody knew. Hillary Clinton, this is electioneering, sir. This is electioneering. This is election interference. This is our new, you know, we're losing our freedom in America. People now, better realize it. And we've got to fight hard to make sure that we get the House of Representatives even in a stronger position where we have a bigger majority. We've got to take the Senate, and we need a good, strong president that's willing to work with Congress to clean this all up. We need to restructure the FBI. 
Not yeah. get rid of it, but restructure it. Of course. Forest Five, it's been so misused, and it was really meant during the 9-11 days. Um, it was under the Bush administration. And I understand why they did it then, but we've either got to, again, have a major restructuring or just let that die. Now, you know, the, the, Pfizer warrant, the, the Pfizer warrant was a blanket search warrant for Donald Trump's life. That's what it was. It was the same damn thing that the FBI did getting that warrant to search Mar-a-Lago. Show me the man, I'll show you the crime. This is classic Soviet year nonsense. They wanted to get anything. And I would venture to, to say, sir, that that Pfizer warrant that not only was used uh, during the campaign, the transition team, and the presidency, that ultimately I believe that Pfizer warrant may have caused the first impeachment was was based on nothing. And that was about essentially surveilling a phone call that Donald Trump had made in the second person. Now, I want to ask you this. We got a censorship. That's great. Cool. Whatever. You've got uh, Lauren Boebert, now MTG, calling for impeachment. Why is there reticence by the Republican Party when there was no such reticence with regard to Donald Trump for impeachment of Joe Biden? I don't know if there's, you know, reticence. Look, I'm on the bill. Uh, you know, okay. I'm a co-sponsor right. of that. So okay. there, there's certainly on my part, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do what we need. I'm not talking to. about your part. I'm talking about the people who don't want to go along with this. Yes, I, I, and I understand. Um, what we do have to make sure, some of those people are just a little weak need. I don't know what to say. Uh, and it bothers me. And it happens on pieces of legislation. We even saw it with the censure, and I don't know who they are, and I never speak ill about my Republican colleagues, but we had numbers of people the first time that wouldn't vote for it, so the bill was changed. The resolution, rather, was changed. Uh, and even this time, we had, I think it was five or six people that just voted present, did not, did, who were Republicans, did not vote for it. So, you know, some folks are... Uh, I don't know, shy is not the right word, but they, they are reticent. They shouldn't be. Unfortunately, we're in a time right now, and I pray to God it goes back to a better time, where you got to play tough. you got to play tough because we are fighting for the freedom of America. I'm not exaggerating. We yes. are on the precipice of losing it. Of course. Um, but we also, and this is important, um, we must make sure if we're going to go forward with any of these actions, impeachment of a president is very serious. And it was, it was very wrong when they did it to Donald Trump. And you know I spoke out against it. That was years ago. I was a Democrat. I was a conservative blue dog Democrat. And I said, I'm not doing this. I'm getting the hell out of this party because it's just getting worse and worse. And as you know, with President Trump, I became a Republican. And I think I'm a tougher Republican than many Republicans who have been there a lot of years. But the point is, we're going to do it. Do it right. Have your information. Have your knowledge. Don't look stupid to the American public. So there are those folks, and I think the speaker was right about that. Instead of just saying, you know, do an immediate impeachment on the floor, don't even go through the process, I think we need to go through the process. And that will be, I know part of that process is in Judiciary Committee. Uh, and I know we're going to be seeing a lot and be digging in a lot uh, with all this. And the good thing about it is, regardless of how it works out, I'm telling you, a lot of bad stuff's going to come out because there's a, a million and one reasons that we probably don't even know yet uh, to impeach this guy. And that's the other issue. We haven't gotten all the information yet. Uh, We've got to let Comer in, you know, oversight really 
get more of this information out there that's going on about, you know, what Joe Biden was involved with, what his family and, and all of them were involved because I think there, where there's smoke, there's fire. We found that out with his son. And what a disgusting, you know, example of unequal justice and the lack of being fair. If that were you or me and you lied on your gun permit and get, put a false Social Security in and did some other things, you would be in jail right now. Now, Jeff right Andrew, now. Uh, let me let me tell you this. Also, you know, you always hear people like the NAACP and the Democrats claiming that we have a, a disparate justice system in the country, that people of color are, are uh, uh, unfairly punished for things. I wonder how many uh, young black men are in prison right now oh. because they didn't tell the truth on a gun application or they were found with a gun that wasn't, you know, illegally obtained. It is ridiculous. It is utterly ridiculous. And and I got to tell you, if if there's anything that would make people of color in this country really see, it's not about cops in in uh, in uh, you know uh, Minneapolis. It's about uh, people in positions of power and those who who they can just roll over. There are a lot of people in jail right now for what uh, Hunter Biden did. And I got to tell you, this had better cut through. And I think it is really going to cut through, particularly with people of color. It should. My God, you're, you, you, you articulated it so well. I mean, we literally have we, – we've got lists, I mean, in our office. I, I, I could provide you with a list of people that are in prison for doing much less. A quick story. I mean, there was a young lady, and I always use this one because I felt so bad when it happened. A uh, young lady coming from Pennsylvania, black woman, single mom, never got a parking ticket or any kind of viola- violation, never did anything wrong in her life. She crosses the bridge, and she goes into New Jersey. And, you know, each state has individual permits. Some states reciprocate. And, you know, I'm a big Second Amendment person, and I think we need to do more to, you know, make sure we maintain our freedoms with, with gun rights. But anyhow, she crosses over. Police officer stops her. And the minute he stops her, she – and he probably never would have even known. She said, I just want to let you know that I have a right to carry, and I have a gun in – my glove compartment. So he says, okay. He checks it out, says, yep. He said, where is your New Jersey permit? Because she had her Pennsylvania permit. Again, no problems. Never been in jail, never did anything wrong. She ended up, at at the end of the line, three-year prison sentence in jail for telling the truth and doing nothing wrong. She made a mistake. She should have gotten a $50 fine or something. You, you should have had your New Jersey permit. Thank God at that time Governor Christie uh, made sure that she was uh, released. But now, that, that, we do that all over the country, and that's the way the Democrats want it. We punish the good people, yep. and we let the bad people go. All right, um, uh, Representative Jeff Andrew, can you hang on for the next segment? Is that possible? Um, I don't. Chris, can I if you can, it's it's it's, it's no big to... it's no big deal. Let me just ask you this before the break. Here we go. Ready? Okay. Uh, RFK. Uh, what do you see happening with RFK? He's got twenty percent of support from Democrats. He's getting lines around the block to go see him. What do you suppose this I, does I, to I, the Democrat I, Party? Well, I mean, pure politics. It's interesting stuff. You know, um, I ran against the Kennedy, so mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. In fact, little do people know, I, I don't make a big deal about it. I'm the only Republican to beat a Kennedy in a general election in history. It was <laughs> nice. Ed Kennedy's uh, daughter-in-law. But RFK, yeah. I think he's going to go only 
so far. At the end of the day, the powerhouse of political politics, uh, you know, the DNC and all these people with huge amounts of money, they don't want him because even though he's radical and agrees with them on some stuff like climate, I don't want Republicans thinking, by the way, GRFK, maybe that's something different that we should try, a, quote, conservative Democrat. He's no. still very progressive and extreme and radical on certain issues. But he yeah. does tell the truth on other issues that other Democrats refuse to do. That's right. why people are intrigued by him, because he's a Democrat that just doesn't spew out the same Democratic yeah. line yeah. all the time. But Representative I, I Jeff Van Drew, uh, we got a break. I appreciate your time today. Thank you. I hope you recognize the, the rage of the American people. because no, I do. We're just, we're off. We're done. We're done with this nonsense. Somebody's got to pay for this. Oh, my man. I'm with you. Somebody's got to pay, bro. All right. God bless you, my friend. Keep up the good work, and I hope to have you on again soon. Thank you. You take care. All right. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Do you know why we know Joe Biden and the Democrats caused a 40-year high inflation? When factories that make these ships shut down, ships shut down. Because we're not stupid. It's The Rob Carson Show. I think there's plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy in plain sight. But all I can tell you is, um, reviewing the evidence that I have, um, I don't think you can conclude that at all. Uh, far from it. Uh, and but, I think, but you admit uh, that, it's uh, a circum. All you have right now is a circumstantial case. Uh, actually, no, Chuck. Uh, I, I can tell you that the case is more than that. You're a liar. Uh, the only thing I can say is that it would be irresponsible for us not to get to the bottom of this. Uh, we really need to do. We really need to find out exactly what the Russians did. For example, in that Trump Tower meeting, there was a clear intent uh, to collude with the Russians. There was a willingness to receive Russian help. Uh, the president himself called on the Russians to uh, assist his campaign by hacking Hillary Clinton's emails. Well, certainly, if uh, the Trump campaign went to a meeting with the Russians seeking to enlist. Uh, or receive the help of the Russian government uh, in getting damaging Which information. Which is what the trail of evidence and emails suggests is the case. This man, along with uh, willful participants ranging from Barack Obama to Hillary Clinton to Jim Comey to uh, uh, Christopher Wray uh, and on and on and on, attempted to overthrow a duly elected president of the United States of America. He, they also attempted to throw an election. The FBI was involved in attempting to throw the 2016 election using a dossier paid for by Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party, and the FBI was involved. And then after the election was won by Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton faded into obscurity and lost her uh, any value she had to Russia and our enemies, uh, they immediately began starting on putting somebody in the White House who would respond to Russia and our enemies, and they proceeded in doing so. This man needs to go to jail. There are a whole lot of people who need to go to jail. Because what we, we didn't just experience uh, election interference. We had an attempted coup of a president while he was the president, and everybody knew it was a lie. All they cared about was impeaching Donald Trump to get rid of him, and it was all based 
on a lie, and everybody knew it. That's how filthy, rotten our federal government is. You ever uh, have a basket of fruit in your kitchen, and you got a big, juicy apple there, and you see the apple, and it looks really good, and you reach your hand around there, and you go to grab the apple, and your fingers sink about first knuckle deep into the rotten other side of it? That's what the deep state is. They're the rotten part. So we need to cut that apple in half and take that rotten part and throw it in jail. How about that? How about we do that? Now, coming up, I've got a lot more audio on what Adam Schiff did while he was going after Donald Trump, while the deep state was going after Donald Trump. Lots of audio yesterday on Capitol Hill. All of that is coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Newsmax. Shoots it straight. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Real news for real people. Hey guys, it's Carson. If you don't know already, I am live noon to three Eastern Standard Time on talk radio stations across the country and the replay of every show is available everywhere you find podcasts. Make sure to check out my TV show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World? And above all, don't catch the stupid. 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 